0: everyone. I'm Saisha Gupta, and I'm the founder and host of Brown Girls Rising. The purpose of this podcast is to share the stories of and empower South Asian girls. Welcome to Brown Girls Rising. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Brown Girls Rising. I think this will be the official 13th episode to go out. Um, pretty exciting i as you guys know i did take a break from posting for a little bit i want to say two months three months i don't know but there was a break which is why even though i started this last july there's only been 13 episodes um i post probably every couple weeks now um i think it just works best for me but anyways this week on the show we are talking about south asian parents And this was definitely something that was highly requested. But I will give a disclaimer now that my parents are pretty chill. And I say that in the sense that even though there's like so many stereotypes, which my parents like do fit into, there's also a lot that they don't. So it'll be interesting because, again, these are all just my takes, my opinions, my experiences. And for this episode, I decided not to have a guest. Um, and at the same time, I am covering, like, some of the bigger topics today. And I know there's also, like, a lot of smaller topics that have to do with South Asian parents, like, um, like the superstitions and stereotypes. And I'm not going to go too much into that today so i might make a part two and if anyone's interested in coming on and sharing their parent experiences i'd also love to do like a south asian parent story time video i mean episode because that would be kind of cool um anyways let's just hop into the best and worst of the week so, for the best part of my week, okay, so I don't know about you guys, but for me, um, studying this year during the COVID pandemic, all that, has been a struggle. And normally, in the past, I've always been a good, conscientious student, and this year, it's definitely been a struggle these last... um well, now we're over a year now, but especially in junior year, getting my assignments in on time was tricky. Uh, I have some conflicts with teachers, things like that. And um, I'm just sharing this just because it is so real and so true for so many people I know, especially during this pandemic, um, during this year. and Even in general, so many people, even in non-COVID years, have t- tr- um, tr- trouble with like time management and productivity it's always something i'm working on and i find new things and new tips and tricks to um to use every like day but anyways this is something super recent so last week i want to say last friday so i'm recording this on saturday may 1st it's 9 15 p.m in case anyone's wondering um but i recorded um not recorded i found figured this out like probably last friday or saturday and so i've only been using it for like a week oh yeah it was last friday it was so it was the 23rd i believe of april i don't know um Yes, it was the 23rd of April, so I've been using it for eight days, so yeah, again, super new, so again, like, things might, I might fizzle out of it, and within a couple days, couple weeks, whatever, but um, something that's really helped me is having to-do lists, and then something that also helps me is having, like, a timer, but the thing is that when I would do, like, Pomodoro method on my phone is, like, I would do the five minutes, and then I would, like, still stay on my phone, and it would just not be productive because... I would like have to still like go to my phone and then my to-do list would be on my computer. And I just wanted a way that like, everything could be in like the same spot. So then um, I think as let many of you know, I do use Fiveable a lot to study for my APs. Um, I'm part of their discord. I've done a few events with them, things like that. And they do this thing where they have a Pomodoro like channel and you can just go study with a bunch of them. So I just tried it one day and they use this special like app thing. It's like a computer, computer like online thing called hours and i'm just sharing with you this with you guys in case any of you want to use it and basically you can just like study with your friends you just all have an invite link and you um can like put in your tasks the timer right there you can like schedule breaks and stuff it's so cool so i haven't done it with any like friends but i've done it with my sister and we just love motivating each other like that and so it's been really fun to just get to like do work and i'm ahead of all my assignments um I'm just again if you're if you're struggling with this I I'm sure you can do it I'm just saying that for me it's a really big deal because it's something I struggled with the whole year and I'm pretty sure my physics teacher is like oh my god how would Saisha get in all of her assignments for this test done on time and because but yeah so i'm ahead and like i for example for my microsoft class i did the assignments up to like may 12th already which is just to me then the first the first quarter i was kind of behind and i like didn't do the access thing on time and all that um and i'm just sharing this because i'm just saying like it's so real and so true for so many people this year that you know grades have been dropping and assignments haven't been turning on time because i know for a fact that when i'm doing homework at school or something i just feel so much more productive and i just think having these time blocks is just so productive for me um but yeah anyways that's the best part of my week is finding that app taking a sip of water that's one of the things i also always need when i'm recording is water because my my thick throat gets dry and my lips get dry from talking so much um all right and then my worst part of my week so, I think many of you guys know this, that this week was pretty hard for me. Um, so, um, I'm sure that this situation will still be going on whenever you hear this episode, regardless of whether it's this week on May May 5th or the following week on May 12th. Um, I'll try to get it posted sooner rather than later, but the COVID situation in India is pretty bad right now. And I do have a lot of extended family there. Pretty much most of my extended family actually lives there. Um, besides, like, I think one aunt um, actually lives here. And it's just been really, like, sad to see the situation from so far. And also, like, feeling like I can't do anything to help. I'm not going to get into it too much. But I did have some family members who got it. And, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I just, I just want to keep some things private. But... Um, it, it's been a hard week and um, especially Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were especially tough. Um, yesterday things seemed to get a little bit better and today I've been able to spend some time with my family. I spent a lot of time with my sister. I spent like two hours FaceTiming my best friend and we were just... Talking and laughing about random things like how we don't we don't FaceTime that often So I just feel like whenever I FaceTime her for like a long period of time, it just feels like special Um, but yeah, so I've been I've been just trying to like heal and move forward from this bad situation And I really hope that India is able to heal soon I'll um still put some links down in my episode description if you're able to donate or share about it Or spread some awareness because I do know that the situation is going to go on for a while sadly Um, before there's a sense of normalcy there again. And I also, same time, I'm hoping that things don't return to normal for a while because um, when there was that normal period, people weren't wearing masks there and partying, and it just wasn't like in the U.S. where for the most part, I know know there's a lot of states in the U.S. that have lifted restrictions, but for the most part where masks are mandatory when you go into like a grocery store and things like that. Um, But... But yeah, so that was my worst part of the week. And I'm just going to say again, like, you know, I send love to anyone who has family there. Um, if you have experienced a loss or I just have family who's had it, um, I really, I really feel that I really like relate with you and I'm sorry, you know, and yeah, I'll share some some resources again in the description box, you know, let me just take one sip of water and then I'll talk a little bit more about our intro and then get into the episode all right guys so a few weeks ago i forget which episode was maybe my brown girls in medicine episode i did a south asian girl of the week like woman of the week um as part of the intro and i do want to keep doing that so i think last time i talked about mindy kelling and i want to say she's the only person who i talked about and this week i want to talk about gitanjali rao who um i actually like know her sort of because um again from and she's very sweet and nice and she's an amazing girl she was times um kid of the year last year which is such a cool it was so cool to see not only like an indian person but like an indian girl who is 15 so like kind of similar to my age and you know it was just it was just a very like um uplifting thing to see in were all just like oh my gosh i know like priyanka chopra shouted her out her um interview was like by um uh, angelina jolie it was it was very cool to see um but anyways, I thought I'd talk a little bit about her because she is truly amazing and she's only 15 and she's done accomplished so much. So at 15 years old, she was an inventor, a scientist, a STEM promoter, and at 10 years old, she learned about the Flint water crisis and let invented a device to detect the content of lead in water called tethys. And um, at 12 years old, she won the Discovery Educating 3M Young Scientist Challenge and won $25,000 for Tethys. She hopes to have a prototype soon. She is a three-times TEDx speaker and won the United States Environmental Protection Agency President's Environmental Youth Award in 2018. That was kind of a mouthful to say. She's an accomplished pianist. She's working on getting her pilot's license. I actually have some friends who are doing that, too, and it sounds so cool. Like, you know, you can literally fly a plane like at such a young age like that was pretty cool um she also as i just said she was recognized on forbes 30 under 30 and she was named time's first kid of the year last year and it's just so empowering and amazing to see south asian girls making a difference in the world i think that's all about what my podcast is about even if this podcast isn't heard by too many people or um recognized necessarily nationally i just think that even in like the i want i just actually recently hit a thousand plays um a couple weeks ago and the thousand listens i've gotten were all from people who like i probably made some sort of impact or difference in their life and that's kind of cool um but anyways let's get into the episode after i take my sip of water all right so this week's episode is all about south asian parents And here's what I'm going to say. So my parents, yes, they are very South Asian. As I just mentioned, my whole extended family lives in India. We are pretty Indian in general. But at the same time, I wouldn't say that my parents are like, they see, I don't know exactly how to describe them. But what I'm going to say is like, there are some things that I guess I fall into like stereotypes for and some things I don't. But I'm just going to break down what my Indian parents are like. So... Um, both my parents work, um, and that's something that I feel like nowadays is pretty common, but I know, like, in India, it's not as common for both parents to work, just, like, dads, um, but here I know it's pretty common, and they're both super hardworking. They gave up a lot to come here, and that's something that I recognize that, you know, when I hear their stories, um, I won't share their their stories right now since that's not really the point of this, but I do know that they, they gave up a lot. They didn't really know too much when they first came to this country, um, in 2000, and they had to learn a lot of things the hard way, um, and I just know that, you know, a lot of what they want to like teach us like me and my sister it comes from like their experiences and their hardships so i understand that even though it's sometimes hard again it's sometimes hard to understand as a kid like why do certain things have to happen the way that they do but um i do think that they have given us pretty good values overall so like to a certain extent i grew up pretty indian like my childhood like um I actually spent, like, about a year, a year and a half living in India, me and my sister with our grandparents when we were younger. I won't get in too much into that, but... And I don't really don't remember that time period that much, um, but we did. So, what I mean by that is, like, I did have a pretty, like, Desi childhood. I learned all about, like, the Hindu gods. Um, I remember I would always, like, like, read about them and stuff before I went to bed. I had, like, a um, Hanumanji stuffed animal toy thing. Um, I was always, like, you know, taught... All right. So, like, school was always very important growing up. Um, I... I feel like I always had like that and I'm actually going to make an episode about this, about South Asian people and school stereotypes, because, like, you know, there's that stereotype that you have to be smart. But I feel like this is something and never have I ever that we just like have that ambition to be smart sometimes. But I'm making a whole other episode on that, so I don't want to get into that too much. But, yeah, school is always very important. Like, you know, I was taught to. Um, I was never really taught to like, have a certain type of career. Like, it's not like my parents were like, you can only be a doctor or an engineer or something like that. Like how, or how a lot of South Asian parents are. But at the same time, I sort of, you know, was was coached in that sense. Like, you know, you wanna have like a career, not just a job in a way. Like, um, like, like if I went, if I wanted to become an entrepreneur or a business field or something like, you know, and my parents wouldn't, like, wouldn't be disappointed. I think there are some things, like, for example, I I, I'm, don't really have, like, a skill in this, but say, for example, I wanted to become a photographer – my parents would have just been like, well, you know, in those kind of career fields, it's, like, really hard to get ahead because you have to be exceptional at them. And so I think that's, like, why they would discourage me, but it's not because, like, it's a, dis- it's not because it's, like, a, um, a job that, like, wouldn't, like, be a di- that would be a disgrace or something. It's just that it would be super hard to get ahead and become successful. Um, but it's kind of funny because even though I was never really told to have a doctor, engineer, lawyer career, it's really funny because I do want to go into, like, the doctor slash dentist field, and my, um, sister does want to be a lawyer, which is kind of funny. But, in, in again, that's because, just because I've always loved science and she's always loved, like, English and politics. Um, so yeah, I actually first spent the first 5 years of my life um up until kindergarten living in um besides like that year I lived in India living in Brampton Toronto in Ontario in Canada and I don't think it gets much more Indian than that I I don't really remember it that much I remember um I went to like a sort of pre-kindergarten thing there and like literally everyone in my class I think was Indian because like that's just how Indian was like I remember like all our neighbors were Indian everyone was Indian there and I think so that's like the reason why like when i say my childhood was lazy like that's what i'm talking about um and like for example i remember when we got a little bit older even here we would go to our um friends especially anaya and danya i don't know if you're listening to this i'm I, you um we used to always go to their house and i remember like we would literally be like that indian thing where you like don't leave even when you say you leave Like that's all like that's all i remember to, to be fair we don't really do that now um but yes yeah, so that's what i'm saying is when i grew up with an indian childhood that's what i'm talking about hi guys so it is actually the next day so i think i mentioned how i was recording that pretty late at night last night it was like i think nine thirty ish and my parents wanted me to spend some time with them and then um right after that shivik and i decided to watch an episode of never have i ever which we're actually re-watching right now for the first time in a very long time um i re a couple episodes last september when i um i think that's when it was when i um, recorded my little segment on Never Have I Ever for the show, for the show, and then, um, but besides that, I haven't, like, really watched the whole thing start to finish since, like, last April, May, so it's been interesting, um, re it and, like, seeing the parallels in my own life again and, like, from a different standpoint, because even, like, within a year, things can change, um, a lot, and it's interesting seeing the seeing um and shivik and i just like laughing our heads off at like the cringy scenes and shivik was like can we please skip through all the paxton and her like those um dream scenes and stuff um but i wouldn't let her skip it because i was like this needs to be a true true rewatch so anyways um thankfully i was able to still save that recording since i had recorded for like i think about 20 minutes which would have been a pain to re-record, and now it is 1pm the next day sunday may 2nd and um i'm gonna just gonna finish recording i hope i can finish um i have to get ready because i have an orchestra concert um i do this outside of school orchestra and we're having like a little concert and we're allowed to have like one family member as our guest so i think my dad's gonna come and then like the rest of your family can just live stream it from home which i think is what we're gonna do and i'm just excited because i haven't played um at a concert setting since february 2020 which I know it sounds weird, but as someone who used to have, like, multiple concerts within a given school year, it's so weird. Yesterday when I was sitting on the stage, um, we were had a dress rehearsal in my concert concert, halls. I was like, wait, this is, like, giving me serious, like, nostalgia slash deja vu. Oh, by the way, okay, quick other note before we get into the episode. Um... I don't know if y'all have heard Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo. It is so good, and this is actually something so random. But I really want to learn driver's license on my cello. I found sheet music, and I'm thinking of getting it so that way I can play it because um, it's a really good song. And the version I found was like was like, wasn't like too hard, but it wasn't like too easy also. So I think it might be, it might be perfect. But anyways, let's get into the episode now for the second time. Um I actually I started talking about this last night and then I had to go and I was planning on finishing it last night but you know things happen so I did not but let's talk a little bit about dating. So I think I mentioned this before but my parents I think are pretty chill and from what I mean by that is in a lot of Context like movies, TV shows, random things. I when I was doing the um, preparation for this episode, I was like I like I did a full outline and everything, which I normally like don't do as much. Um, I've done it, like, for a couple of my recent episodes, but um, I made, like, a full outline and the, so I was doing it, like, I was writing down my own experiences and then the other thing I was using to research was, the random BuzzFeed articles people had made on the topics and people's TikToks. That was kind of fun research preparation for this episode. But I'm just saying, like, in general, um, when you see things in the media, you see, like, parents who are against LGBTQ, they're against, like, premarital dating, they're against their their kids like um mirroring outside their race i wouldn't say my parents are like that at all my parents i think their main like goal when it comes to that is one like don't rush into anything and two um just find someone who has good values find someone who's nice and caring and respects you and um maybe like has some ambitions of their own, which is to be true like to be fair, it is what I would want in like my future boyfriend, husband, things like that. So I, I like having parents who agree in that sort of sense. I would say though, like my parents, again, like maybe if I like told them I had a boyfriend in sixth grade, they probably wouldn't have been too thrilled. Even like maybe sometime in high school, they wouldn't have been too thrilled. Like my mom has said a few times that maybe we should wait till college, which because um, I have not had a boyfriend yet. Um, there is like a part of me that wants to, but at the same time, I just. I'm truly, like, focused on school and things, so I don't really know how that would go if I ever got one. And so that's what I was saying, is, like, at a super young age. So I'll tell a fun little story. Um, hopefully no one involved is listening to this. You know who would be involved in this is listening. Um, but in the... So I would say I've had, like, three serious crushes in my life, and... Um, I've only asked out one of them, and this person who I asked out, it was like, through a great game of truth or dare on like a bus from an amusement park in like eighth grade it wasn't like anything you know serious so i was like oh you see if he says yes then that'll be great if he says no i can just say it was a dare you know it, it was a good it was a good plan right but that guy like i think he like knew we were playing truth or dare so he was like stop playing truth or dare and i was so then i asked him again and he was like oh yeah sure Anyway, so, um, spoiler alert, nothing- nothing ever ended up happening with this person, which, like, in the- in the long run, I'm glad- I'm- I'm pretty glad nothing ended up happening, but, um... I remember I told my sister and my sister is a year younger than me most of you know We're pretty close with each other. We like I I know pretty much everything about her She knows pretty much everything about me like we really don't keep any secrets So I remember I told her and she knew the whole story and I think two weeks later Like so this is like right at the end of the school year And I believe like right a few days after this trip. We were going on a trip to California It was super fun. We went to um, San Francisco like Yosemite Park. We went to Fresno we went to, um, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. But anyway, so like the last the last few days of our trip was spent in San Francisco, and we stayed in like a pretty like cool fancy hotel in like downtown. And I remember there was like a little lounge thing that we went to. And I remember we were just sitting in there and then my parents are like, do you have anything to tell us? And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, well, we heard out, we heard that you have like a boyfriend or something. And I'm like, wait, what? No, that's not true. Cause to be fair, we like nothing had ever happened from this like truth or dare thing. Like nothing had happened. I didn't even want to tell them unless it could be, like, you know, it was legit because I, it wasn't like I was gonna keep it a secret. Cause obviously in like the summer between eighth and ninth grade, they would be the ones who would have to drive me. But it wasn't like I was like meaning to keep it a secret. It's just like I was just like, why, why tell them if it's legit or not? And my parents, they weren't like disappointed. They were just like, you should have told us. um But yeah, I think I think in the long run, though, everyone's glad that that never ended up happening. And I won't go into more detail about that. But that's just like my little story of um, my parents and into that. But in general, I think that my parents, they wouldn't care like what race or anything or. Who, who I dated. So that's good. Um, yeah. And it's funny because I remember like, I remember one of my sister's friends. And at the time I had to be in like sixth or seventh grade. And my sister had to be in fifth or sixth grade. And I remember her telling us about how her friend who was Indian, her parents told her, her that she was not allowed to date until she was like her grandma's age. Which I just thought was so funny. Because like, you know, obviously this idea of like no dating until marriage or whatever is so outdated now. And like it okay, it's still obviously prevalent in like places, but you know, at least in like America and like Western cultures, it's it's definitely outdated. Um that thought it was funny. Like my parents will expect me to have a boyfriend before marrying them. Um we've like, you know, we've talked about this because people often ask well my parents had an arranged marriage and when i say arranged marriage like to be fair to me it doesn't seem like it was arranged but according to them it was arranged because like their parents like sort of like set them up and then they got to like know each other a little bit so it wasn't like they just like met like you know on their wedding day or like you know that's how like my grandparents met um but but what i mean by that is like you know there's nothing like about that but at the same time Um, I know arranged marriages are still common, (laughs) and it reminded me when yesterday, Shik and I were watching Never Have I Ever and, like, the whole, like, arranged marriage thing in that, Um, so I'll just make a comment about that, so, like, you know, with Kamala and Prashant, so, it was sort of like that, where, you know, it's considered an arranged marriage because the parents are still setting you up and the parents are still, like, you know, want to get to know you and stuff, um, but it's not arranged in the sense that if she like, she she would just marry him and have no other choice. And it was funny because then there's that, that line from Baby where she's like, well, you know, I'm trying to go to a dance with this gay guy like Jonah and Kamal has a full husband waiting for her. And I just thought that was so funny. So yeah, I guess there are pros and cons to that. But I know for a f- fact that I prob- probably will not have an arranged marriage. And, yeah, I've already talked about, like, how my parents don't really mind what race I will end up with or who I date in general, which is, which is nice that they are, like, you know, open-minded like that. But I, at the same time, I said that I think it's all about the values of the person. For me, personally, I think, you know, everyone has their own, you know, things that they value when looking at a person, like, you know, looks, personality, um, the person's family, you know. So, for me, I think a lot of it has to do with personality. Oh yeah, and then there's also like that, like um, thing about like getting married at a certain age. And to be fair, I'm still in high school, so I I don't really have any experience of this in general. But I've seen like so many like um, especially actresses and like Lily Singh like doing like these sketches where they're like, "Oh, well, my parents are like, when are you gonna get married? You know, you're so old. You're like almost 30. Um, I don't think. My parents would have too much of an opinion on that, but at the same time, again, I'm 17, so we really haven't talked about that. But, yeah, I just hope you guys enjoyed my little, like, sort of recap on my Indian parent dating stories. Again, I've never had a boyfriend, so Shilke and I are actually just dis- discussing this, like, today or yesterday. Like, if we have a, like, it would be, like, thinking of, like, how weird it would be to, like, introduce. And I guess that was, like, literally my only experience, um, and that sort of thing. So, maybe I'll make a part two of this episode when I one day get a boyfriend and tell you about, like, how they reacted and what they were like. But, again, I have no idea when that'll be, if it'll be in the next. So, we'll we'll see. But I'll make a part two or something. So, you guys can stay tuned and stay updated and stay informed. Alright, so the next category I wanted to talk about was, like, clothes slash makeup. So, the thing about this is, again, as I've said, my parents are... Like, pretty chill. And again, as I think I also said, is that I don't drive yet. So it's not like I can just, like, go to, like, a party or something where, you know, you wear, like, a second outfit underneath. Like, I've never had to do that. I don't think I'll ever have to do that. Um, I think my parents, like, have a thing where they don't want us to wear, like, two cropped shirts or two cropped shorts. But at the same time, like, I'm allowed to wear bikinis, I'm allowed to wear shorts, things like that. Um, I remember there's also always this, like, Thing about like when we went to India we weren't allowed to wear shorts and stuff when it was like so hot there but then obviously you know like our parents don't want to tell us that it was like for our safety like back when we were like seven or eight but now I understand that it was for safety reasons um sadly but I think like that's the only time they've ever been like strict about that like I'm allowed to wear leggings I'm allowed to wear sweatpants I don't I really don't have like clothes. I'm not allowed to wear. Like maybe they wouldn't really enjoy it if I just like went out and about in like a sports bra. Again, if you, if you do that, no, no, like, no shame, no, um, like you know, you do you completely. But I, I probably could not. Um, I feel like there's always like that sort of self- sense of professionalism that they've tried to like make, make us feel. And it's a kind of a joke in our family because I don't really have like that much fashion sense and when i say that it's like i'm fine with wearing the exact same outfit like maybe different colors every day it's literally what i'll do i'll just wear like my same sweatpants and stuff whereas my sister will like come out with like a brand new outfit and her hair and all these different styles and stuff so in that sense (laughs) like there's like that sort of sense of like you know you should have a little bit of fashion sense or professionalism in like the clothes you wear and then for makeup In general, I don't wear too much makeup. I don't really wear makeup to school. Um, It's funny because like this year I was actually going to and then with masks and stuff, it just didn't make sense. Like I'll wear a bit of mascara every once in a while. But to be fair, even through, even with a mask, your mascara doesn't really like show, like, you know, it doesn't, it's not like you can, for me, mascara is something that you can, like, see once you have other makeup on. I don't know if that's the thing. I've also heard that mascara can make your face look like you're wearing a ton of makeup if you just wear mascara. So, um, I know that there's different opinions on that, but... Like, for example, if I wear, like a, like, a decent bit of makeup, they'll be like, ooh, why are you wearing makeup? But at the same time, it won't be like, they'll get mad at me for wearing it, you know what I mean? Or, like, I'll have to, like, justify why I'm wearing it. Like, this morning, I put on makeup, um, and we were going to the grocery store. My mo- my, my sister's like, ooh, why are you wearing so much makeup? And I was literally put, I think, brow gel on and mascara, and she's like, ooh, do you have to impress someone when you go to the store? And I'm like, Bruh, I'm I put on the makeup for myself, so um, so yeah, but it's more of like a you know lighthearted making fun of sense. So in general, I would say that my parents are pretty okay with like the clothes and makeup I wear. But I do know that at the same time, there's a lot of people who like feel like they have to wear a second outfit underneath, or they can't wear like the short clothes they wear. Maybe like in the future, like when I get to college, I'll want to wear shorter outfits. But in general, I really don't wear, like, anything besides, like, a t-shirt or a tank top or, like, just regular jean shorts. Like, that's, like, probably the most, like, I don't know, I wear. But I've seen, like, things that, like, you know, when people go to concerts and stuff pre-COVID times, they wear, like, um... You know, like, those cropped tank tops and stuff? To be fair, I don't really own any of those, but I do I do like the, like, style. So maybe one day. Maybe in the future. So we'll, uh, maybe I'll make a part two episode on if I ever, like, buy, like, a bunch of crop tops or something and wear them and see how my mom reacts. Although I don't think she would be, like, that, you know, crazy as long as I'm still, like, maintaining a sense of decency. I think that's a good, good way to put it. Um... then i also want to talk about school so let's talk a little bit about school so i believe i talked about this at the beginning again i um, had to take a little bit of a break between the first segment and the second and third but um the thing about school for me is that when like from a young age, I always had sort of that ambition of I want to become like you know a doctor, dentist, whatever one day. And in order to do that, I need to work really hard. I need to get good grades so I can go to a good college. You know that I feel like that's the thing a lot of especially. I think it depends on where you grow up, but a lot of the people in my school, a lot of the people around me were like that. So like, um, growing up, I always paid a lot of attention to my grades, and I remember like if I, uh, the first time I remember not doing well on something was like in fourth grade. So where I live in New York, we have this thing called New York State test, where like each year, like for I think from third through eighth grade, they'll like make you do an ELA portion and a math portion and like later you could opt out and stuff. My parents never really let me opt out. Um, And basically, you would just like do these tests and it would help them evaluate something. To be honest, I really don't know what all it was doing. But I remember in fourth grade, we had to do like these review practices, um, for this test for my math class. And I don't remember, because again, this is when I was 10 and now I'm 17. So it was at least seven or eight years ago when this was happening. Um, But I don't remember if it was, like, I was just not doing the assignments, then I'd have to, like, like, just circle random answers or if I was doing it and it was actually not making sense. But I remember, like, I would actually, like – like get a few questions wrong and then like the person like then like kids in my class would grade them and they'd put like a percentage at the top so like even though I only got like two or three questions wrong it would be like 73 percent or something and then our parents had assigned them and I remember I was so ashamed again this was like a practice thing it wasn't like an actual test and you know this was in fourth grade before like grades counted and I remember I was like so embarrassed and I like didn't want to see them and my parents were all concerned that I wasn't doing well in math and my math teacher was like oh no she's fine it's just like a review thing and so but it wasn't like they like got upset at me they just got upset like you know because they were like oh if you're struggling you should have told us and again I don't fully remember the context I just remember like it was also like on my birthday on my 10th birthday when this was happening so I like I like literally waited until the night of my birthday to go show them this paper because I knew they wouldn't yell at me as much if it was on my birthday. Um, because it was, like, like I'm pretty sure I got, like, the sheet, like, on Monday, and my birthday was on a Thursday, and then I had to, like, return it by Friday. So I waited until, like, Thursday night. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, the first time I ever remembered something like that happening. And then throughout middle school, overall, I think my grades were okay. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything. And then I remember when I was... Be, like, went to high school. I remember on our very first math test of the year, I, um, in ge- my geometry class, I remember I got like an 83, and I was full on sobbing. But my friend Hannah's listening to this episode, she knows this because she like took me to the bathroom to like go and like, you know, like, you know, like help me like wash up my face because I was literally crying so hard. The fact that I got an 83 on this assignment and this like test and like, it was, it was like, I was able to make it up and stuff and it was completely fine in the end. But I remember I like went and told my parents this and they were like, like, they weren't mad at me. They were, they were just like, okay, let's figure out what your weak spo- where, where your weak points are so you can get better. And that's sort of like the attitude they've had throughout high school. I haven't really particularly done bad in anything. Um. This year I struggled with physics a little bit, but even then they're like, okay, well, you know, try to figure out where where you're going wrong. And I remember last year on my AP chem midterm, I didn't do the best. I won't won't share my grade because to some people, the grade that I got might seem like great. To some people it might seem like horrible. So I'm not gonna share the grade I got. Um, But I remember I was upset about it. So my dad was like, okay, well, you know, since this was a midterm and this was obviously pre-COVID time. So we had no idea what the AP was gonna look like. we had no idea that the AP was going to be what it was last year, but he was like, "Okay, so why don't you go make a meeting with your teacher, see what you did wrong, um, see how you can improve, see what you need to study for like the for your actual AP exam in May." And He was very like, you know, nice and helpful about it, and I just feel like in general, like growing up. I've been, like, more concerned about my grades than, like, my parents, in a sense. And the, so this also, this holds opposite for my sister. But at the same time, I do know, like, my sister sometimes needs, like, more of a push from my parents. So I think it just depends on who you are as a kid and all that. But, for example, like, there would be, like, this thing about, like, parents. Indian parents would say like, oh, you got a 95% where did the other 5% go or something like that? And I feel like my mom like sort of said that to me like when I was in middle school because I remember like I'd get like a 97% on my like my math test, but things the like I would be upset about like the one question I got wrong So it wouldn't be like completely, you know, like it was me trying to like, be completely okay with my Like I'd be the one who was upset I think, like, you're also your standards for grades change as you get older, but I won't, like, get into that too much right now because I am planning on making a whole school-related episode that I will talk about, um, later. Um and the other thing is like studying so um growing up I remember I would always have to do like these giant books in the summertime that were like get you get your kid ready for like fifth grade or whatever and I I'm sure like other people's parents have made them do these things and I remember I I actually enjoyed them because I would like like you know looking at the doing like little exercises and then I would just get annoyed at like with the pages where you'd have to do like 25 long division problems all on the same page I'd be like why like this is getting so boring so done and sold but um for the most part I was fine but I just remember like you know there's always this huge push to study to get ahead to be ahead of the game and at the same time like you know even like if I resented my parents a little bit for like you know back then for like making me do so much Khan Academy or making me do so much uh, you know all, the, all these different random websites that I would do to like learn new skills at the same time I'm glad that I was grew up with that philosophy because I um because now it now it is I'm really learning the importance of getting ahead and I think I mentioned at the beginning how like right now I'm like ahead with my assignments and it's a really good feeling it's not like I'm because when I am behind it feels worse I don't want to talk about this too much because, as I said, I'm planning a fuller, like, in-depth episode on, like, my experience with school and, like, my study tips, in a sense. So just look out for that. But I think the last thing I ta- want to talk about, which I know I talked touched about touched on in the beginning, is, like, you know, like, that sort of push to, like, have your kid go in a STEM field. Like, we were watching this movie the other day, um, Three Idiots. It's, like, a Bollywood Hindi movie. And, um... This is also something that I'm going to talk about one day, but I, in the general, I don't really watch Bollywood Indian movies too much. I used to watch them a lot more when I was a kid, but this movie is actually pretty interesting because it's, like, talks about, like, the school system and how, in India, the school isn't, like, you know, about, like, how it is for the most part in America, where it's, like, about, like, teaching you like things that you might actually find useful or opening up your creativity or like you know doing all these study different like study hacks and learning things in different ways it's all about like memorization and i remember something interesting that was in that movie is they were like talking about like how if you're a girl you should become a doctor if you're a boy you should become an engineer like that's the mindset and um I feel like my, as I said in the beginning, my parents were never like, okay, your only options are doctor, engineer, lawyer. It was just find what you love, find a way you can be successful in it. And what I'm, what I do is, isn't based on what my parents wanted me to do. It's based on what I want to do, which is what I enjoy about that. Because I feel like, you know, if you find, if you're able to find your passion and be successful with it, I feel like that's like, you know, like the key to living a happy, successful life. Um, but yeah, I would say in general, um, wrapping this up a little bit, I am close with my parents. We do have, um, a pretty good relationship, especially with I with my mom. I can literally talk with my mom about, like, anything, um, in general. Like, obviously some things can get awkward, but I think that happens to everyone. In general, I can talk to my mom about anything. We do have, like, these, like, really interesting, like, in-depth conversations. Like, when we go on walks and stuff, like, we'll talk about, like, um, you know, different like mindsets and things like that. And I am like thankful that I have a good relationship. And I think like there's also this thing I've seen on when I was looking at my TikToks is like all these people saying like how they want to like like go away from home and they were like looking to get as far away from home as possible when they move to college or their um Or they like don't want to be anywhere near their parents or like they have to convince their parents like let them move into a dorm or something so i would say that i don't really have that issue i want to actually stay as close as i can um for home while you know going to a school that's good for good for me and so i'm I'm not going to share too much into my college search yet but that's what i've been looking at like looking at a school that Would allow me to like spend adequate time with my parents, um, as well even when I am in college. So I think I I think I'd say in general also like growing up, my parents were pretty protective. I was never allowed to go to any sleepovers, which I hated as a kid because you know all my friends would be like, oh my god, we're like having a sleepover, you want to come? And I'd be like, I'm not allowed. And I wasn't even like allowed to have sleepovers at my house because like I think there was like that thing that if you can have sleepovers at your house, you're not allowed to go to other people's. It's like. It, it does, like, send kind of weird vibes to people, I think, so I was just never I just never had a sleepover. I think my first sleepover was with my friend Anna, and that was, like, in, when I was in fifth, somewhere between fifth and sixth grade, and she came to my house. I'd never been to her house, and then we've had um, sleepovers with our family friends, Child and Surya, a ton at our house. We've never been to their house, but yeah, I don't think I've ever slept over at someone's house by myself thinking about it i've been to sleepaway camp um but i think that's also like a whole different like thing i should do an episode on sleepaway camp because it's so fun maybe i'll (laughs) um all right so i think this wraps up my episode on south asian parents as i mentioned before i do love my parents we do have a really good relationship and that's why i also felt comfortable making this episode and talking about like the parts i don't like as well as the parts i do like um because i again it's like not like they would feel like oh she's just bashing us because i truly am not i'm so thankful for everything they've done for me and um and i'm also thankful that i'm able to just like openly talk about it and maybe maybe some of you guys had this experience where even though your parents are like you know fit the mold of indian parents like you know immigrants things like that but they're still they still have like that that chillness at the same time, maybe you don't, maybe your parents are super strict, so let me know, actually, um, you know, what, what your thoughts are on this, um, so anyways, that wraps up today's episode, I will be making a part two, because I do want to talk about, like, superstitions, like, the foods with healing powers, like, you know, like, how healthy, and all that, like, how these foods are supposed to magically cure you, and all these different things, um, um, I know I did talk about college, but, (laughs) um i do have more things i'd like to talk about regarding my parents so i'll make a part two sometime in the future maybe i'll make a part two once i um and let you know what their actual reaction was to me telling them i have a boyfriend because i really don't think that eighth grade story counts um but yeah uh i hope if you like this podcast be sure to rate review um on apple podcasts subscribe follow follow the instagram at brown girls rising pod you can also email me my email is brown girls rising podcast or gmail.com and just let me know what you thought of this today's episode um to do my thoughts and um do my thoughts and feelings about this resonate with you or do they not but yeah, let me know and I hope to hear from you guys soon. And again, I'll be making an episode all about school and study strategies. Maybe like I'm in May since I know it's AP month and maybe it'll be helpful. But yeah, all right. Bye guys. I'll see you next week. I'm Saisha Gupta and thank you for listening to this episode of Brown Girls Rising. We'll see you next time.